This is Coffee with Karina, and here's your host, Karina Michelle. Uh, this is such a cool episode, and I'm really excited to bring this story to the podcast as I feel it is such a great fit, um, and it really embodies what this podcast is all about. So this episode tells a story of how two friends, Rachel Klein and Kimberly Austin, set out to not only make great documentaries and great content, but build Firestarter Studios, the first women-owned certified soundstage in L.A., Knowing nothing about stage builds, Rachel and Kimberly embarked on this path together to further women's opportunities in the entertainment industry. How cool is that? Really inspirational stuff. It's a great story. Take a listen. But yeah, I'm so glad that you guys were able to come on and talk to me about this. This is really cool. I mean, I know when I first heard about it, um, I was like, wow, you know, this is is a big dream. Um, I'm sure for you guys... Uh, you can tell me more about that, but um, tell me about how you met and how this how this dream came about. Oh wow! Well, we were both in the producers guild, the producers guild mm-hmm. of America. We are yeah. both uh, have a background in television production, um, and we're on the board of directors there, and both served as um, committee chairs and you know officers, and did a lot of work there together before we worked together for real. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I was doing a a. a producing a project for the UFC and Kimberly had never done any kind of sports or anything like that, but we just hit it off. And I said, do you want to come work on this project with me? And she was like, yeah, (laughs) glorious start to a partnership because I can be quite big picture and uh, sort of shoot for the moon. And she's very grounded. And while Uh I'm running off trying to, you know, conquer life. She's like, okay, she'll come back. She'll have 10 ideas. <laughs> Reeling you in. I'm like that with my husband. <laughs> one of them, you know, we'll catch and then she'll go off and come back with a business plan like four months later. So, <laughs> so it, it works. Up, it's a good it works. Yeah. It works. We're like yin and yang. It's, uh, I find it to be fantastic. She actually grounds me. And so we started working on that project and and really never looked back. It just kept building and building. And mm-hmm. it, uh, now she's like a sister. Now we, we fight like sisters. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we eventually reached a point where we were like, uh, we're tired of uh, of working with other people that weren't always so nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And having your vision, right? The same vision probably that you guys had. Yeah. It's funny. It was less vision and really? more. We don't want to work with jerks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it was a lifestyle choice of sanity over creativity at first. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And then, yeah, we, we seem to like the same stuff. And if the other one, we have kind of a unspoken rule between the two of us, which is if one of us is really passionate, the other one is like, Meh, then the passionate mm-hmm. rules. Mm-hmm. There have been, you know, projects that I've been like, let's do it. And she's like, yeah. and vice, vice versa, something that she's like, oh, I must go after this. And I said, okay. And then what the other one follows. Yep. Okay. So you don't both have to agree on something. You're, you kind of trust in the other one a little bit. Yeah. We tried the best we can. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Okay. Um, and you mentioned that you're um, at the PGA. I'm actually in the PGA as well, but do you want to tell everybody kind of what, what the purpose is? And I'm sure people would be interested to hear more about that. Oh, sure. The PGA is not golf for us. Yeah. It's, it's the, uh, it, that's what my mother thought. 
Yeah. It's the uh, Producers Guild of America. And it's it's just a fantastic organization where I was lucky enough to meet Kimberly and a, a slew of other people that I am friends with to this day. I've been a member for 20 years. I think Kimberly's actually, my 20 year anniversary is coming up. I think she's been a little bit longer. Mm. And it represents producers and mm. gives us a sense of community because it can be very solitary in some producing fields. And so we get to meet and hang out and talk and learn. And it's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Um, so what is it like working? I know we kind of touched on this a little bit. What's it like working and starting a business with your longtime friend? I mean, is that is that a plus? Is this a positive thing? Like you said, you kind of fight like sisters and stuff sometimes. But what's that like? I, I think it's great. Like there are, there are times that I'm sure Kimberly wants to wring my neck and is like, just focus. Focus on one thing. Um but it's that comfort level that I can tell her any idea, no matter how nutty it is. And she'll be like, all right, let's unpack this. So you want to do a conference on the moon and you think yeah. that people go and like, how many people do you think actually know how to get to the moon? And I'm like, okay, maybe that wasn't the best idea. <laughs> so um, it, it works out like, I don't know, for Kimberly, it works out well for me. <laughs> how about it's you, Kimberly? And, and even though we, even though we are we are a bit opposite in some things where Rachel is, I don't know. Shall we, shall we tell them the the name of our, uh, our other company, Rachel? I always joke around with Rachel that, you know, her next goal is always world domination. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we want to, I want to help with that. Sometimes I'm more nuts and bolts, but uh, we, we connect in ways that are really important. We are passionate about different things, but like fiscally, we both think exactly alike. Um, so that part makes the, uh, the partnership work really, really well. Yeah. That you see eye to eye on that. You sure. Um, how is it obviously being two women, um, like navigating the video production space, you know, getting potential clients, you know, do you still feel like it's a man's world? You know, what's kind of helped you get through that? I come from sports. So I was raised in this industry in sort of the man's world, but I never let it become a man's world. It was my world. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah. So I think that in bringing that forward, there's been a lot. I mean, so much recently. We're certified woman-owned small business. We are members of WeBank, which is let me see if I get this right: Women's Business Enterprise National Chapter. Which we just went to the national conference, and there are like five thousand women-owned businesses, and we had a blast. That's like, awesome. Talk about a conference full of women. <laughs> we were all like, la 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 la. <laughs> They were giving away, you know, Gucci bags. And we were like, oh, my God. I mean, it was so great. But it was, you know, all women, all getting stuff done. Mm -hmm. The the only, it's funny, the only thing that I really see that squeezes us as being women is capital. Because Mm -hmm. it's something ridiculous, like only 2% of women get venture capital. And we're currently building the first female-owned certified soundstage in Los Angeles. Yeah. And that's been something that we've had to bootstrap because that financing can be so difficult from venture capitalists. So mm-hmm. that's that's stark to us. Yeah. But you know what? It, it's so awesome to hear. I mean, like I said, when I got that email, I was like, this is just kick ass. I mean, I just I felt that excitement because you don't hear about stuff like this. You know, the studios kind of take over, you know, the big studios and nobody really competes. So to hear that your story is just really inspiring. You know, I think for a lot Thank of women you. out there, a lot of people in the industry. Um, yeah, I say that it's uh, the stages right now are owned by Mice and Men. Mice and Men, okay. A little reference to Disney. Yeah. 
Um, what what do you guys do to like de-stress or keep you on track when you have those tough days? <laughs> what is that? What is de-stress? <laughs> I don't know. I also have uh, twin boys. They're, oh my they're gosh. in elementary school. So I kind of, when I de-stress, my de-stress is like, let's go to a theme park. Let's, yeah, me too, actually. Let's yeah. sit, you know, or I'm like, let's sit and watch anime. Like, that's all I want to do today. What do you want to do? Uh-huh. Watch anime. We just chill. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, what do you guys have in store for 2023? I know you've had a bunch of cool projects come through. Or what's there right now? What are you guys working on? We have a film right now that is, um, I mean, all our projects that come across, we feel very lucky to get them because they're just trusting us with these stories because we do a lot of documentaries. And yeah. one of them is the history of suicide on the Golden Gate Bridge and yes. sort of aspect of the iron worker and the agency itself and how their jobs are kind of 50% paint the bridge, 50% save a life. It's just mm-hmm. this unusual kind of a job and how everybody pulled together after 80 years of being the number one suicide location in the world Yeah, of finally getting a suicide prevention barrier put up and really ending it. Yeah. It's, wow. uh, it's, it's amazing. And the bridge is involved and they're, giving us footage from the CCT cameras of saves. It's going to be wow. a remarkable film. But Kimberly, you can tell them about uh, the other. We're, we're hap- we happen to be doing two documentaries at the same time right now, which oh. is very lucky. Uh, but Kimberly, you can you can speak to the other one. Sure. Um, the other the other film we're, we're producing this year uh, is uh, um, a documentary on the preservation of indigenous languages. Oh, wow. So awesome. we are working with a lot of tribes and learning all the different things they're doing to keep to reclaim in a lot of instances these languages that were um they call them sleeping because they mm-hmm. they basically were were you know the efforts were made in our past history uh mm-hmm. to stop people from speaking them. Wow. And you guys go to them or are they how how are you guys filming this? Just kind of curious being also in the documentary world. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, the, We'll be traveling out to mm-hmm. the lands that the that the different tribal entities currently have and and you know, visiting them in their spaces, in their right. wow. uh, on their ancestral lands, in their cultural plank houses, in their, you know, we really want our, it's 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 a it's it's a cultural immersion kind of thing and and celebrating the celebrating the indigenous culture and language and, and the ways that they are reclaiming it. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Um, One thing that was super fun for the bridge, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know I'll call it fun, but we got to go over the side. <laughs> we had, really? Yeah. We got to take fall protection training with the bridge itself. Wow. And in doing so, we were able to access filming with them as they were completing the net under the bridge. Oh my God. So it's like, you know, I, for me personally, I get very psyched. I like jump around. I'm super yeah. excited. Yeah. And I'm like, let's go, let's go. And it's like, who's first? I'm always first. I just, oh my God. And I go up there and I clip in and I throw my leg over the side <laughs> of the bridge. And I was like, what the, what am I doing? Flashing <laughs> through my eyes, my kids, you know, crying at my, you know, yeah. My, but it was, uh, it was a unique piece of that particular film that we got to do that. I don't know anybody who's ever got to crawl over the side of the bridge. Yeah. That's really something. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. Um, another one that I read about that you guys are doing is inside diversity, a series. Oh yeah. That looks pretty cool. I like the sounds of that. Tell us about that one. 
if you're that one. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. That was that was pretty remarkable because we had a, a company come to us and say we want to do this project, but what can we do? What are your thoughts? And everybody always thinks when it comes to diversity and teaching people sort of a mind shift mm-hmm. that you got to talk at them. And so Kimberly and I, and we took our staff and we sat down and we were like, what can we do that isn't what they want? Like, this is what they want, but we don't want to do what they want. And right. so we decided that it was a fantastic idea to get diverse wonderfully different backgrounds, uh, abilities, races, everything, experience in life, age, and get them together and let them talk about it. Mm-hmm. And so you just see by, where it goes. You just kind of see where the uh, conversation goes or. Absolutely. And the storytelling, I, I mean, as a producer, you'd appreciate this. Uh, and mm-hmm. Storytelling was so much more powerful than anything. I'm we sure. Were. Well, yeah, because yeah. you can't, I mean, we did definitely have some experts that talked about bigger themes and bigger topics and and understanding the the diversity journey. But, um, you know, you can't, you can't beat somebody's real life experience, right? So yeah, you can't write anything. Experience yeah. is, you know, is where it matters and mm-hmm. what people connect to. Yeah, that's fascinating. I definitely want to check that out. Sounds really interesting. Um Anything else you guys would like to talk about that I haven't that I haven't touched on? The only thing I can think of is, you know, again, you'll appreciate this as a producer, as a mm-hmm. female producer, which I, I have to say, I absolutely hate when people call me a female producer. Yeah, right. You don't walk around and go, that's a male producer. Right. I know. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, but I, I just want to get it out there. I'd love to see more women directing horror. That is a genre that I am shoving myself into as hard as I can. But I would love to see if the women that are out there that might be listening to this, go direct a horror movie for me. (laughs) That's cool. Why is that? Just because it's, I think it is mostly guys. Yeah. It's mostly dudes. Yeah. Why can't, you know, I think Elizabeth Banks just did Coking Bear. Yes. Great. And we just kind of see content differently. You know, Uh I get the jump scare. I see it on YouTube with my kids all the time. Come up with something fresh, direct <laughs> something that's not, you know, a female lead. Yeah. How about as women? I know I get a lot of questions like, how do I get into the industry? I'm sure you guys get this too. How do I, you know, get to be a producer? How do I get to be in the PGA? These kind of questions. What do you tell them? Oh my God. So my, my dad, like 20 years ago, when I explained to him what I did, he's like, yeah. so it's an entry level job, right? I was like, what? Come on, man. I've been working at this for a while. I worked very hard. I went to school. And he's like, no, no, everything you just described to me really is just I could walk in and do it. And I said, fine. <laughs> yes, you could. It is, I mean, it, we've seen people with money walk into the job. We've mm-hmm. seen um, people without money walk into the job. So it's, it's God, I got to say this, it's balls. Like you just got to uh-huh. push yourself through. Yeah. And there are a hundred million ways to get in. Certain things like know your money, no production, understand what things cost, small things like that. Like I went to film school. There's nothing mm-hmm. in film school aside how to speak to my cinematographer that actually helped me in this industry. Like I should have been an accountant or a lawyer. That's <laughs> when I get into this industry, get a law degree. You'll save a lot of money on your legal costs. <laughs> right, right. You'll know about that. That's true. You'll write your own contracts. You'll save money. <laughs> yes. Yep. Exactly. No, I love that. I think that too. I mean, I always say like, you know, work on things that you're passionate about, right? Things that you have empathy for that you want to know more about yourself. You know, don't you agree? Absolutely. Passion projects seem to find their way. Mm -hmm. And if you can be the champion for that project, make somebody listen to you. Yeah. It's really important. 
I agree. Well, thanks so much for coming on. This was this was awesome. And I'm going to check these out. I'm going to check out your projects and good luck with everything over there. I'm going to keep an eye out on what you guys are doing. Thank you so much. It was great chatting with you. Yeah, great talking yeah, to you too. You. Take care. Hey, this is Karina. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, check out some of our other episodes and give us a rating. In the meantime, stay safe and we hope to see you back here soon.